Welcome back to the Steven and Steven Show. I'm Steven. I forgot how to do this. Yeah, I think I think you just say that you're Steven. I'm also Steven, I guess. There he is. It's been a hot minute, though. Um, Too long. Do you feel like we owe people an apology? An apology? I'm a little concerned that whatever momentum we built, we might have lost. We're going to pick it back up again, though. Yeah, we will. We will. Things are about to get really good. I'm I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident. I I think we've got a lot left in the tank. Um, Could be like Earl Thomas Mm -hmm. coming back to the NFL. (laughs) That's quite the reference. I don't think that we owe them an apology. Maybe a little bit of an explanation. All right, you go first. All right. What's your excuse? Uh, yeah, we don't know anybody in explanation. I don't have yeah, a good excuse. I don't think so either. <laughs> Life got kind of real. It got real, real. Really, really. Um, I I will say, I will say, I will share this because I thought it was a myth before it happened to me. Long haul COVID is real. And yeah. I didn't realize what that was about. I think we talked about this on an earlier episode that I had COVID in January. And had maybe the most asymptomatic COVID case ever, like literally had a headache for half a day and got yeah. tested out of like the utmost precaution was positive. Of course, only spent five days at home because of new rules. Um, but I, I, I started experiencing some, uh, some other symptoms kind of later on down the road. Uh, and, and I'm still not a hundred percent, but very fatigued, some brain fog, um, and it just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, Sounds like you're in your mid-30s. It kind of, yeah, but like, I mean, (laughs) but this is like a level, this is like a level of like chronic fatigue that I was like not accustomed to or didn't really know existed. So I'd say I'm about like 70, 75% back to myself um, at this point, but I've always been like, I've always been a C plus student, so hey, you're right <laughs> D, on track. D there, is but. for diploma, is what I was told. D is for so <laughs> as long as we're passing, I think it's fine. But yeah, I'm coming out of it a little bit, kind of getting into some better routines to just stay as healthy as possible. So um, I just felt like you know, I had multiple people, and by multiple, I mean more than one person, ask me about the Stephen and Stephen show. Oh, uh, I can't imagine what cousin Ed's been going through, or Michelle over at. Uh, City Mail Barbershop. She gave oh my me. Goodness. I just got my haircut last week, and she was like, "Are you guys going to talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock?" And I was like, oh. "Oh." And and really, I thought about retiring from podcasting. I thought about giving it up, and just then too that much happened. stuff happened. <laughs> and I just thought, "There's no way we can't not talk about yeah. this. Like, we can't just let this moment pass us by, yeah. knowing full well that." That Will Smith yeah. got up on the stage at the Academy Awards, open hand slapped Chris Rock, and then got back in his seat and screamed, keep my wife's name out your mm-hmm. effing mouth. Not once, but twice. Yeah. And and then won an Oscar. <laughs> and then won an Oscar. And apparently Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington, like, I don't know. Let him in the center's prayer. I don't, I don't really some know counseling. what yeah. went down. I also think Bradley Cooper went over there. And I was like, bro, I think you are like not reading the room properly. You, sh- you, sh- you should sit this one out, Brad. Sit this one out, Brad. This is not for you. No. There are things here that you don't understand. 
Well, it's we've put enough. So all these people have asked us about where's the Stephen and Stephen show, and we were never short of topics, of course. Um, but we've actually let time elapse from this. Like since we've last spoken, not only has Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage of the Oscars, <laughs> but now it's becoming like now it's cycled through the next round of jokes. We're down the road even from that. So today I was at. Uh, I'm in Las Vegas at the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, and we were going to have, we had a treat at this convention. We had a a 45-minute set by Jim Gaffigan, which if you know who Jim Gaffigan is, he's an awesome comedian. He's a a hilarious comedian. He's a clean comedian, too. Um, But the guy who introduced him is telling everybody in the room, okay, uh, we're glad you guys are here, but there's no... um, there's no f- filming. You can't take any video, any pictures of this. And if we catch you, we have Will Smith in the back room who will come out on stage and slap you. And this guy was not a comedian who was introducing a comedian. And the room was just crickets. It was like, oh, oh, it's no longer funny. But you can wait. You could you could tell this guy has been waiting to make <laughs> to make that joke. So, and folks, yeah. Folks are really looking for their opportunity. I will. I will say, like, you've got to. It can still be funny if you pick your moments correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, a lot. A lot of people know my wife and I are pastors, and um, I had somebody coming to me a couple weeks ago, and they were like, "Well, Charity said." Well, I talked to Charity, and she said, "I, I just, I, you know, when I was talking to Charity, I was like, keep my wife's name mm-hmm. out your mouth.' Yeah, and it, it was, it was perfect. It broke the mood. Yeah. I I made a I made a I had a good one the other day. Somebody was saying, "Well, Destiny said this," and I was like, "Hey, look, we are not Will and Jada. We actually have a healthy relationship." <laughs> and I was I was proud of mine. Um, but real quickly on this topic, I whose side are you on, by the way? Chris Rock's, a hundred percent, right? Yeah, not even close. Not even. Yeah. And if and if you're like Team Will in any way, like I need further explanation from you. Yeah, like, it can't just be because you thought I Am Legend was an underrated film. Like it needs to be. <laughs> it was. It was an underrated film. <laughs> it needs to have some basis in reality. It needs yeah. to be like it, you need to have some like a scripture or something like that uh, that yeah. you're guided by here. Is, I just not. I can't. Is he? Is he a broken man? Oh man, I've, I've, and, and that that is the part of me that is just like. I I I had compassion. I think I had some some sympathy because I was like, "What leads a man to that place?" Like, yeah. I mean, it, the there's so much we won't know. I I just I don't think we'll ever get all the details of how, what, oh, when, why, no. um, unless Netflix pays him fifty million dollars for a documentary about it. Like, I, I just I was going to say the the ESPN thirty for thirty on this is going to be. <laughs> Speaking of ESPN, we got a lot of sports to talk about. I yeah. I am and I am in of ESPN. Your boy Ron DeSantos over there is shutting down Disney as quick as he can. It's pretty funny. People are like, uh, you know, There's a lot I, I live I, I live in a place. I live in like, you know, Texas, which is like the Florida of the of the Central United mm-hmm. States politically Central at least. Florida. <laughs> and there's just like a lot of people who are just like, well, we're canceling Disney Plus, and I'm like. Yeah, the thing is, is like there's a new Marvel series on right now, (laughs) and I can't just cancel it mid-series. I'm I'm not ready to cancel yet. It's like like, I just, 
I, I in understand the middle of the where NBA you're, playoffs. I understand where you're coming from, but the finals are on ABC, <laughs> and also, There's, Doctor ESPN Strange has double headers. Doctor Strange do- drops in like a week and Doctor a half. Doctor Strange. So. Can we wait until after Marvel wraps up their thing before we go on cancel? I do think it's funny that that's how that we move so fast to, you know, I guess, how do I say this? Conservatives are against cancel culture. Oh, but we are the first to cancel. But we are, we are ready to boycott, buddy. And let me just tell you this, like, I... I've already prepared my statement. If somebody like catches me like at a Disney thing, I'm like, I'm just in the world, not of it. I'm just here to like uh, yeah. spread the good news. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cover. Like I'm behind enemy lines right now. You yeah. understand? Like I'm showing people a better way and also need to figure out what the multiverse is about. So mm-hmm. just let's just stretch our hands east towards towards <laughs> Disney and and then west as well. And we'll just we'll just watch this movie together and shut up, okay? Well, I would I would just say this too. Um, as far as as far as Disney goes and their you know Florida and all their don't don't say gay bills. Um, how about I just feel like this as a parent. I just want to make sure this is said. Can no one talk to my child about sex in kindergarten or in third grade? I, I think I would. I'm not allowed to have conversations about sex at work. And I'm a grown-up who has kids, so you do the math. At least twice, baby. I'm not at least twice. I'm not allowed to have conversations about sex at work. Why are people allowed to have sex? Allowed to talk about sex to my to to children. People who want to talk about sex to children are not heroes. They're predators. That's how I'm a terrifying person. And I understand that, like, occasionally parents fail their children, mm-hmm. but like those are decisions I feel like we make in their teens. Yeah, and and not like, like I have a kindergartner. Um, yeah, I know you have a first what? grader, second grader, like, and we we you just anybody talking to them? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to talk to them about it. So Lord knows, I mean, Joel still occasionally will walk in on me, like using the restroom going number one and he just points and laughs and i'm like this isn't yeah. nice like and yeah. you're clearly not ready for a conversation about anything else so you're not you're not even in the ballpark at this point yeah no um, it's I, it's out of control and it, it has i don't want to say pretty- like yeah i don't want to say like team desantis but like it's what well, I, I do love this about it i do love how petty we got about this it oh, was just like petty. And it's, oh, it's kind of my you favorite thing. You don't like our politics? Meet taxes, fools. Yeah. Like we're we're gonna lift your uh your tax your tax regulations. Disney set up like a small government out there in Florida. Oh and yeah, Ron, they and Ronnie is, D's like uh, it is here we go. I, listen, I mean I Wikipedia is is the greatest source known to man. And I spent like several hours the other day educating myself on just what this thing is. And why uh-huh. it's a big deal with Disney. Uh, and it's significant. And so the idea that they would be like, oh, you want to come out and talk trash about the way we're doing our, our politics? Well, guess what? This yeah. little thing you've been doing here autonomously in Central Florida. I don't know that that's fair anymore. It's like we yeah. were concerned about it six months ago. But now all of a sudden it's like, ah, let's reevaluate. 
Yeah. So don't don't cross Ron DeSantis. Apparently, this don't man cross is out for blood. He he really is. And you know what? It's it's kind of interesting too because there's been a lot of um, I, I'm connect, I'm connecting a few dots. So I guess going back to the Will Smith thing, the number one thing is you have every right to be offended by a joke that a comedian tells. Hundred percent. You do not have the right to walk up on stage and hit that comedian. And free speech, especially in the comedic world, has been under attack. Look no further than Dave Chappelle and his Netflix stuff. Like, comics are going to start pushing the boundaries just to make a point right now, because that was one thing I saw is like, nope. You can't walk up on stage and hit a comic. And there was a Did lot you, of comics who are super liberal who were like, nope, you can't do that. Will Did you wrong. see um, the day after it happened? I got, I was so proud of myself because I put on my Instagram story, the still image of Will Smith's hand slapping Chris Rock. And then I put in the background, I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. <laughs> That's all that mattered right there. Yeah. And I was like, uh, this is good. This but, is worth it. But look where we're at now. Because what happened today? Elon Musk, 40, <laughs> oh 44000000000 Billy. Bro, I woke up this morning and bought Twitter stock. I was like, we're getting rich, y'all. This guy just went and bought 44. Now there's a lot of people that are they're really against this. They think Elon's going to be this and Elon's going to be that. And I'm like, I... I don't necessarily love the fact that some billionaire can just walk in and buy an entire app like that, but Hey, Elon Musk is a Renaissance man. All right. Like he is. It's, it's no question that it's been slanted against conservatives for a the long world is, time. The world is better because Elon Musk is in it. I think and so too. Yep. Twitter will be better because he, he decided to put $54 billion in cash on the table and say, I think this is better if I run it. Yeah. And well, as he, a stakeholder, as a shareholder <laughs> in Twitter, as I a part owner, say, I approved. I'm like, yeah. uh, do I, it, baby. I want to, I want to just get the statistic, right? I think he bought the shares at 54.12 and paid a total of 44 billion, but that is still an absurd amount of dough. Let me for tell him you this. to just be like, I made twenty five. I made twenty five bucks off it this morning. So <laughs> that bought my That's coffee good. for the week. The, well, the the best thing that is right now is the same people who are saying if Elon Musk if Elon Musk buys Twitter, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna log. You're never gonna see me again on this app. Same Those are people the same moving, people moving to Canada in 2020. They were done. They're like, nope. If I'm not doing this, if Trump gets reelected, and they're still here. Oh yeah. my gosh! They're not going oh, anywhere. No, you're uh, not going I, anywhere. You'll still whine and moan about all your fairy tale problems and. Yeah, well, you know, I'm. I don't know. Number one, I hope. I hope the very first thing that Elon Musk does is deletes the freaking app. I, I think that would be wonderful. <laughs> just like forty-four billion dollars, just to delete end it. it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like it is toxic, but I, you I, know, I hope he reinstates Donald Trump immediately. Oh, Not he, put, he already put Donald, Tucker Carlson back on. Bro, I, I just, I'm telling you, like, Twitter is a better place when Donald Trump is Twitter is a, Whether he's yes. the leader of the free world or not, give that man his phone back. I don't My care if he's running is, a, a, 
significantly more entertained as a result uh, yeah. of Donnie J having a I don't phone care if he's running a, a nacho access. cart. I want him tweeting from that. I want all cart. his thoughts. I want all his thoughts about everything. It blesses me. And the he, other thing I hope he does is institute an edit button. You know, I have mixed feelings about the edit button on Twitter. Yeah, because well, it's, let's let's just let's start by saying you have a lot of tweets. Um, do I? I, I you, I'm going to look up right now how many tweets you have actually tweeted over the years. This oh, they don't even tell good. you anymore. Then I, I wonder if I they can don't see tell it you anymore. Profile. I wonder if you can. But I I have uh, you've maybe committed to Twitter more than anyone I've ever known. And yeah, well, that's that's a I don't know if that's a good thing, but yeah, I would say listen I can't Greg, see my tweets anymore. Listen to what Greg Abbott tweeted five hours ago at Elon Musk. Bring Twitter to Texas to join Tesla, SpaceX and the boring company. <laughs> I heart Greg Abbott. Could you imagine, bro? Do you know this I, is what text? Let me tell you what living in Texas is like. Um, yeah. If they start pulling big tech to Texas, goodness, there are people in there are Republicans in Texas for whom Greg Abbott is not conservative enough. There were large contingencies of people here who in the primaries were championing a lot of other folks because Greg Mm -hmm. Abbott was not conservative enough. I was like, welcome to Texas. That's wild, bro. That's that's insanity. And it's kind of frustrating because I'm like, I lived in California. You don't understand. Like, Greg Abbott no. is the second coming of Jesus Christ compared to what 99.999% of all California politicians say. Regularly. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's hilarious. The the best one that we had was um Kamala Harris, the vice president. <laughs> No, she's one you of the worst it, people. Oh, you did it. She's out of her mind. I was talking about uh Gavin Newsom. Oh, that guy Gavin, that guy's that guy's character. <laughs> so he he tweets out this article, end of Reedy Creek. Disney won't pay more taxes, but you will. And so I, he says, Let me get this straight. DeSantis is Disney slash don't say gay retaliation bill could increase a million Floridians property tax bill by 25%. But go ahead and keep telling us about your quote, fiscal responsibility and your quote, business friendly climate, end quote. That's Gavin Newsom talking smack to DeSantos. This is the same Gavin Newsom shut down 8,000 businesses during the pandemic had over almost a billion dollars in PPP fraud um, it, who can't give a tax break when tax when or excuse me, a gas break whenever gas is almost $7 a gallon in Southern. Yeah, how much is gas? I was going to ask you. Uh, so I filled up before I left. I want to say it was like 620. If I can get under six, well, that's 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 premium, so I have to back up. That I, can't I, be real. I made the mistake of, of purchasing a, a vehicle that requires premium gas, but uh, if I can get under six bucks, I'm having a great day. There's two, there are two gas stations within oh like a God. within like a 15 mile radius, not Costco and not Sam's Club. Sam, those two are always cheaper, 
but the lines are so long. You look like it looks like the Israelites you waste more gas waiting in line in line. But um, but again, they're always like twenty cents cheaper. Yeah, I, I filled up the other day. My I have a little um, Volkswagen GLI, um, and it cost me eighty three dollars to fill it up the other day. That's a that that has a thirteen gallon tank. Yeah, it has a third thirteen gallon tank. It's a it's a five cylinder. My my eight my eighteen gallon SUV. I filled up for fifty eight, and I was livid. Yeah, furious. About I was it. like, this is a crime but that's your boy gavin newsom over here he's I think 349 like, a gallon is what we were at the other day 349 that's that's free gas they're giving it away <laughs> i just thought it was hilarious that gavin newsom is like oh keep telling us about your fiscal responsibility and your business friendly climate <laughs> meanwhile twitter is about to be out the door to austin um and I, texas yep. is going to start snaking some of these businesses dude this guy i needs, can't wait i'm really excited for it I'm really excited. Okay. Um, I think I'll that's hail the, the mighty state. Here's your transition. So yeah, all this about Disney ESPN. It's time to talk about the playoffs. Oh my gosh. I, it's the best time of the year for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, um, I, first off, I have to say we were having this discussion as a family. You're the only person left in this family that has a team. It's in the playoffs. true. So and I'm purposely have not our support stores right now. Okay. Um, that's good. But I, I'm going to, as soon as we finish, I'm going to go. Catch the last yeah. bit of the game. Um, and you also could, probably have the best player across all the teams. I, I, I think so. I mean, like, I think he's criminally underrated, and I think he's kind of universally lauded as a top five player. And the fact that he wasn't top three in the MVP is kind of insane to me. It's, um, it was a weird year for MVPs. I mean, the, look, like, Jokic is Jokic, I, and he's a freak, and I don't understand how... I, I he's probably built in like a Soviet lab somewhere, like Serbian. He's in the mountains of Serbia. That's what's even like. Like he like trains horses in the off season. I, I feel like he's like a USSR super soldier, like that they have sent yes. to demolish our country from the inside, starting with the NBA. Um, yeah. But what was the top three? It was uh, Jokic, Giannis. And Joel, and, Embiid. and Joel Embiid, yeah. So no it's, it's going to be tough to beat. Players. No, none, and it's going to be really tough to beat any of those three guys. Like there was talk that Devin Booker should have been, you know, in there. Oh no, he's, Devin he's Booker's not. garbage. No, no. I want to, no. I want to say officially that man is not an MVP. You, he was scared of the Toronto Raptors mascot in an empty gym. He is not a most I, valuable player. No, I, he's not even the most valuable player on his own team. No, he's not. I mean, um, I'm not saying Chris Paul's better than him one on one, but I'm telling you that they're yeah. not in the playoffs. They're not the number one seed without Chris Paul. I no. mean, Devin Booker's not even in the conversation without Chris Paul. So tell me who's more valuable, Devin Booker or Chris Paul? They're not even in and the, that's coming from not a guy, even, that's from a guy who doesn't even like Chris Paul. Yeah. And they're not even the number one seed if they don't have Molly Williams on that team, Mikhail Bridges, a lot of DeAndre eight. Yeah, I just think I think they had to they were throwing his name to the hat because you know, because he he's shoots on the first a lot. Team. Yeah, um, uh, I did see about twenty-five minutes before we jumped on this call. Those Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> they you think Steve Nash gets? You think Steve Nash gets fired? I don't know, man. Let me tell you this: that is a weird team. Those people are. That's the most toxic mix of personalities that might ever it, exist yeah. in the NBA. 
It's bizarre. It's, I can't believe Ben Simmons was like, I'm going to play on in game four. <laughs> and then he was like, and then he was like, you know what? My back hurts. You know, my back hurts. And also my mentals. I was just like somewhere. Dude. It's like, how could you possibly? This is how terrible of a human Ben Simmons is. He's probably got people in Brooklyn wishing they'd have kept James Harden. A hundred percent. That's how bad it was. He Ben Simmons this year <laughs> made $33 million to not play basketball. $33 million I, to not play basketball. I don't know what to tell you. And, and he and they the thing is the Sixers held like twenty million of it, and he filed a grievance. <laughs> like he Guys, thought you don't understand. My brain hurts. Yeah, he's like, I no, that money. I can't play. The money is mine. Game. My brain hurts. Give me my money. Shut he, up, Ben. I've never, I've never seen anybody go go like that before. That's, this is like the epitome of like you know when people are just like talking about like entitled millennials. They're talking about Ben Simmons. They're talking about like, Ben Simmons. It's not me and you. It's Ben Simmons. It's Ben Simmons. It's Ben That's freaking Simmons. And he still made thirty three million dollars more than I did this year. Thirty two point nine nine nine. I worked harder. He's the worst. I can tell you that. He's right the worst. Now. I, Let's, I can't. Worst. I can't talk about him anymore. Uh, okay. Did you Did you watch any of the Mavs games by chance? Uh, I've watched a few of them since I've been out here. Uh, they're listen. I cannot. Jalen I cannot Brunson tell you. He's about to get paid. He's about yeah. Back that Brinks truck up, buddy. Um, I also cannot just say how amazing that trade to get Porzingis out of there was. I, I mean, uh, I I don't think. Bertans is really going to help you guys ever, but Dinwiddie has been fabulous. He's like, he's almost like the perfect player to put next to Luca because he can just, he's another ball handler and another creator. And Jalen Brunson is Jalen Brunson's turned out to be a real player, man. I, you know, those Nova guys, man, they just know how to play the game. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like they just get it. They just go in there they just bang and they, Mm -hmm. They take good shots. They protect the ball. I want to say Jalen had one turnover in the first two games. Like, yeah, you know what? We're we're gonna be okay if our primary ball handler turns the ball over once in yeah, ninety six minutes. <clears throat> that's a good problem to have. I did see. So I want to pick your brain on this. Uh, th- this is still the same sport, but John ja Morant was named the most improved player today. I don't really know that oh, he qualifies for that category. Over my guy. DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray had the second most votes. I'm like, <sighs> John Morant was the number two overall pick two right. years ago and won right. rookie of the year. And How now he, you, he was, no. he could have been, he's probably a top 10 player in the NBA. Absolutely. Like, he is. He, he could, he's not going to be the MVP, but he could be somebody who, if he had to stayed healthy and played the whole season, he could have probably been in an MVP conversation. Well, and now and it's you like got to ask courtesy. yourself, like, does John ja Morant, can he be the number one scoring option on a champ, on a finals team? And I think the answer is yes. I do. Yeah. I, uh, I, but he could do that now and he could probably have done it last year. I don't understand where this improvement. Yeah, no, no. DeJounte Murray should have won that award. I'm not just saying that because you're here. Um, I appreciate that. I really, I, I've, I've grown to love DJ a little bit, and I, I think he's, well, he, I think this person's future he, with him. Not gonna lie. 
Well, it's I don't know how bright that future is going to be, but he definitely is. It's nice to have somebody play both sides of the ball again. We haven't it's had true. that since Kawhi left, and it's been wild to watch Demar Derozan and the Bulls. Like, Bro. yeah. What was he That's, just like chilling for a couple of years with you guys, or? Well, I mean, he does. He but he's been kind of floating away in some playoff games here and there. You know, he has a good you know he's like. Let's shot, shot 30 times the other night. I had to eat my my hat the other day because when the Mavs hired Jason Kidd, I yeah. was like, this is terrible. We're just being nostalgic. Now, look, we're bringing back all these 2011 guys to fill out our staff. This is not mm-hmm. the right choice. And, dude, I'll be darned. Jason Kidd's a good, a good coach. coach. He's been a good coach. I mean, he, he's come a long way from like needing a timeout whenever he was a coach for the Bucks and spilling his coke on the floor so that he could get a a fake timeout. Um, but he he knows how to get those guys under control. He's also I, a great coach, a great coach for Luca. Luca like loves he, him. Yeah, and which he hated Rick Carlisle. <laughs> he really did. He felt like Rick Carlisle was like an annoying stepdad, yeah. who like thought he was his real dad. That's the best way to describe the Luca Rick Carlisle dynamic. Like, yeah, Luke Luca thought. I mean, basically, Rick treated <laughs> Luca like, like I'm your real dad, and you will do what I say because you're you and your mom live in my house, and I pay your bills. <laughs> and Luca's like, you're not my real dad. I'm not doing what you say, and that that just was bound to end poorly. I don't know how else to say it. It was just bound. Someone's, it was bound yeah. to end poorly. And, and you know what? Somebody's was, identifying with that story too real right now on this podcast. Here's, and you know what? It, it it ended poorly. Yeah, it did. It was bad. Um, the other team, though, that we have to... I mean, I hope that you're paying attention. The Warriors look like they might be... They could very well be back right now. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. If, yeah, bringing Steph off the bench is unfair. What are they doing? How do you get to bring Steph Curry off the bench and he scores 32 points in like 24 minutes? It's because Jordan Poole's a legitimately good player to like Jordan, yeah, Jordan and Poole's they're a, in a they're in a zone. And I I will say this though, I think I I don't know. You the, there's magic when Clay and Steph are on the floor together. Yeah. It it's, it's just terrifying. Still, defenses defenses don't know what to do with it. It's and we're what eight years into this, and they have no yeah. clue how to guard no both of those guys. No, Steph pulled and, up but, and shot. I mean, first of all, he's moving with the ball again, like, like he's freaking Reggie Miller. Like he's he's out there, uh-huh. and that's paying a compliment to Reggie Miller. But like, I think Reggie was like ahead of his time, moving with the ball, always always found the spot on the floor where he could get his open shot. Yeah. He got his own shot without the ball in his hand. Reggie did, and that was insane. Um, Steph is doing that at like an alien level. Yeah. And, and the, sh- it's like his release got quicker since he came back. That's the yep. thing I noticed. And maybe it's like, you know, when you don't see something for so long, it, the first time you see it, you're just like, Oh snap. That's, that's really that's, that way. That's but how that works. Yeah. It's terrifying. The man gets rid of the ball. And I just, I freaking love watching him shoot it from half court and then turn around while the ball is still a quarter of the way to the hoop, and he just and he's he's already gone. I gone. I wanted to find he's I wanted to find this. D. 
I wanted to find the stat again because most people know if you watch even like a meager amount of basketball over the course of the last 20 years, Reggie Miller was arguably probably the best three-point shooter prior to right. Steph Curry. The most three-pointers that Reggie Miller ever attempted in a game was 16. Steph shot 27 the other night by himself. How many of those did he make? I don't even know, but I I remember they were like, I think Reggie was like, uh, they shoot a lot more now than, than we did there. It, but it's unfair because he's he's got such a quick release. The other thing, too, is Draymond Green does some weird. I don't know that Draymond Green would be that good for any other team. I And it's like he's he's good in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. It, and every, every I, way besides scoring. I think he's as tall as I am. And the guy's playing the five most nights. Like he's guarding he's Jokic. Just, he's just banging in there, bro. Like yeah. you can't stop him. And he also like, looks like the kind of guy who like maybe doesn't know how to read fully, but like, it doesn't even matter. Like there's like some, there's some pain behind those eyes. And yeah. like, he is not afraid to like kick you in the crotch. If that's what it takes. No. I deeply regret that we'll never get to see him fist fight Kevin Durant. Yeah, at least that, that I mean, me. I there's not many players in the NBA that we were, that we were close deserve to get like just absolutely whooped on more than Kevin Durant. Um, uh, it, it really bothers me because he's so good at basketball, but he's such a annoying yeah. individual. Uh huh. I there's there are players I dislike more, like especially in this Jazz series. I freaking can't stand Rudy Gobert. Can't stand him. I can't yeah. stand Donovan Mitchell. Me like, neither. The Jazz are a really, really unlikable collection of dudes. Well, that that team is going to dissolve in just a few weeks. Everything's going to go bad. They. You think they'll keep Mitchell or or Gobert? I think Gobert well, goes. I I don't think they can keep. And then when Dallas, I don't think they can when Dallas Gobert. signs him, and when he ends up in Dallas, he'll be my new favorite player. Go. Let me tell you, Gobert would actually be fabulous there, but I don't. Oh, absolutely. His contract is so huge. Eh, we'll I don't. Know, I don't know. You guys. Why do you be, think we got rid of Porzingis? That's a good point. That's a good point. He would be fabulous for you. I think Mitchell's more inclined to go because I think Mitchell's gonna have some people in his ear that are like Utah. Get out of Utah, bro. Yeah, that um, guy. That guy lo- just looks like he wants to be a Clipper. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to, uh, yeah, let's go to, let's go to LA, but the other LA team, I can see you know, that. I, this brings up an interesting point call. as we kind of, as we wrap up for the night here, um, this brings yeah. up an interesting idea for me. Are there players that you like can identify as like, I absolutely sports hate you as Bill Simmons would say, I, I loathe your existence as an athlete. But if my team were to sign you, I'd buy that jersey tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Draymond Green would be one. I would also love to have Patrick Beverly on my team. Say, I don't care Pat what Beverly. anybody says. Every every single time I play yeah. 2K, you best believe I trade for Pat Beverly quickly. Quickly. Because yep. uh, I just think every team needs a guy who is just like going to look you up and down and like legitimately make you a little you. afraid. Yeah. And Pat Beverly's that I, guy. I would... I would like to have Steven Adams on my team. Yep. Yep. They're all bangers, right? Like they're all guys. They're going to like put their elbow in your solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And the other guy is probably James, James Johnson. I think he plays for Miami right now. 
Uh, don't quote me on that. He might not. Uh, James Johnson, he's a uh, triple black belt in jujitsu. <laughs> I'm like, uh, and he fights people quite a bit. I would very much like to have somebody like that on my team. I, I, there there I, are players you hate, you hate if your team goes against them. Yeah, I, like Chris Paul's that guy for me, team. like too. I like, I can't stand. I don't Chris know that Paul. I'd like Chris. I don't know that I'd like Chris Paul. But if, if he was on my team, if we got Chris Paul playing outside, playing next to Luca, I'd be like, oh, yeah. There are some things we can do here. There's a, there's a, that's a good exercise. There's a handful of guys. I mean, Rodman was like that. I, 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 I remember like he was a spur though. He was a spur, but it was a, it was a weird. It was a weird thing. I was at that particular moment of my fandom. I was probably more of a Bulls fan for Michael Jordan than I was as a Spurs fan at that time. Just as a little kid who was, you know, because where I lived, Jordan was on every Sunday. He was on every Tuesday night. Right. Like he, you didn't have TV as often, so you didn't see games. So, and I didn't live in San Antonio to see the games. I was getting the national broadcast at that time. Right, so right. I saw so much more Jordan than I ever saw the Spurs. And I can remember hating, like being programmed to think like Dennis Rodman is the worst because he's from the Pistons. But when he came to my quote unquote, you know, I was definitely a, a fair weather bandwagon Chicago Bulls fan. But when he came to our team, right, then now we all loved him. Now everybody, everybody who was a Bulls fan loved Rodman. Uh, he also did not have that same love because David Robinson was his teammate. And everybody who was a Spurs fan loved David Robinson. Yeah, so. universally, universally. Um, and that's I don't think we'll ever get back to that day of sports. I mean, you know, we watched LeBron sign with the Lakers and a lot of people not really love it. Like, not, I mean, even after he's won a championship, a lot of my, my wife is not a fan. She's I was like, do you want to consider him a legit Laker? You know, I was like, I asked her the other day. I was like, do you want a LeBron jersey? And she's like, I'd rather just have another Kobe jersey. <laughs> same. My wife, same. Yeah. She's like, that's not my guy. I, I'm, okay. I'm not a LeBron guy. One more. One more segue. One um, more. Okay. To a, to a topic that we talk about regularly, which is TV shows. Mm. are you watching winning time it's one of my favorite shows by far i love that show and i've been told that show first off i've been told i brought it up in a church setting the other day and i was like oh you shouldn't you know i think my wife was like could you stop recommending this show to our church friends <laughs> so if you're gonna watch it don't watch it with children but it's an amazing show about the lakers and i'm well a let big me fan let me say this i have not watched it but oh, I, buddy. I read the book that yeah. it's based on. Yeah. yeah. And I can only imagine if the book was as scandalous as it is, what we decide to do in You're gonna learn some things film. about you were gonna learn some things about Magic Johnson. About Jerry West. About Jerry West, about Jerry Buss, <laughs> and probably a few things about Kareem Abdul Jabbar, too, that I don't think either of those four guys want anybody to know about. It is again. It is definitely, I, I read the book, so I'm really yeah. curious to hear. Like, or I mean, I don't know if I'll watch the series or not. I don't. It's one of those things. Like, I might be a, a book, a literary purist. Like, should I just stick with the book? I can't imagine getting any more information. Well, from I that. will say, I will say that John John C. Riley is amazing in this show. He does. Oh, uh, and he's Jerry Buss. He's Jerry Buss. And originally, uh, and so here's some behind the scenes stuff. Originally, Will Ferrell was supposed to be that role, and 
John C. Riley snaked that role from him with the creator of the show because they said Adam McKay. Because they said that uh, Will Ferrell doesn't look like a Jerry Buss. And it has not been a good relationship for Will Ferrell and John C. Riley since. Stepbrothers. Interesting. Shake and bake. Uh, Talladega Nights. So I really hope they can bury that hatchet because they had a good thing going. Interesting. I've seen uh, I've seen the pictures. I think I read a BuzzFeed it, article that was like, yeah. you know, the original person versus the person cast on it. And I thought John C. Riley looked a lot like Jerry Buss. I he's, think they did a good job with the yeah, makeup and he, stuff. I think it was the right call, but it was <laughs> those button-up shirts like open yeah. down to his navel, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's that's really not, good. That's not it's, pretty. Uh, they make him really look out. I mean, some people, some people believe that, and some people don't. Some people say he's he was a great guy. He wasn't anything in the show. They make him out to look like a basketball version of Hugh Hefner with less money. Like he, you know, he was a well. Super- that's I mean, the book's the same way. Like I mean, yeah. that's and I'm I'm inclined to believe it. To be honest with yeah. you, but you know, I mean, we both lived in. Southern California, where the bus family is 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 royal, you know, like. And the other thing to remember is this: is a lot of owners who own sports teams, they have money, and then they buy a sports team. Mark Cuban, your guy, he has money, and he bought the Mavericks. You know, he like the Mavericks is a small portion of what he does. Jerry Buss did not have any money when he bought the Lakers. No, the he made Lakers his money from the Lakers. The Lakers, yes, and the Lakers to this day, it's still what the bus family does. So when LeBron James comes in and is like, you guys need to trade another first-round pick and get Russell Westbrook off my team, that's why it's so important to understand this year while they told him, no, we don't have that kind of – like, this is what we do. It's not like I have oil money and I can just let the Lakers brand I sold broadcast.com for $3 billion. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like that. They can't rebuild. They can't. No, this is what they do. This is what they do. And if they ever wanted to sell it, they'd sell it for $10 billion, $5 billion, somewhere like that. That'd be crazy. What the Clippers sell for? Two and a half, 2.2. The the Lakers are three, four times. There is – Donald Sterling is in this show. It's a it's a funny little element to see young Donald Sterling, who's very jealous of Jerry Buss. Um, if you want to watch that show, just don't watch it with kids around. That's all I would say to you. All right. Well, I feel like this was a successful re-entry into our podcast world. Indeed. So indeed. a little bit shorter than we have, we're used to, but I think that's cool. I think we, you know, we we have more to come it. though, and we're gonna we're gonna get back on the horse. And I, I think we've got some exciting things coming that people are really gonna like. It's true. Um, well, if you've made it this far in the podcast, we want to say thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at the Hailstone. Mr. Shelton is at Stephen Shelton. Um, you can check us out on. You're right. You dropped your microphone. Uh, I'm you good. Check now. us out I'm on good. those apps. Follow us at the two Stevens. And if you have a question or comment, you can email us at the Stephen and Stephen Show at gmail.com. I think that's Hallelujah. about it, man. That's it, man. Always a pleasure here, bud. I'll take it easy. Bye.